Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. Flip the blessing. Flip the blessing is what my message is titled this morning. And I want to begin with a great quote from Winston Churchill. Many of you have heard this before, but he writes or said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And that is a very biblical statement taken from Acts 20 verse 35. says it this way, And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm going to pause there for a moment just to simply say to you that uh, if you have searched for that scripture when Jesus said it, you'll not find it. Because it's not in the Gospels. Paul made the statement, that's from Acts chapter 20, verse 35, and it falls under the category of what John referred to in his gospel when he said, Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written if they were all written down. So that's John 21, 25. And here's what's happened this week. In looking at 1 Peter 1 verse 2, over the last two weeks actually in our Wednesday night Bible study, what has happened is that I noted the lost art of blessing. The lost art of blessing. I mentioned that in my last two Wednesday night Bible studies. In, the, in greeting the people uh, that Peter is writing to, he includes this prayer blessing. Listen to what he says. May God give you more and more grace and peace. You know what I think? I think it'd be a great time in Christian history to bring it back, the art of blessing. It is both valid and necessary. Why do I say that? Because so much of what we hear today is bleak and disheartening. I said it before today, but haven't you grown tired of watching the news? And what you hear, the COVID report, what a bleak, you know, to lead your broadcast with COVID-19 report. Come on, let's bring a little good news back. Uh, If you've been paying attention, by the way, uh, the CDC adjusted their numbers this week. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Uh, I mean, from every report, I mean, drop the numbers dramatically because they had to account for the regular flu taking people's lives, which was my argument all along. We've had more lives just about taken from regular flu than we have had COVID to this point in the year. 
certainly in the season. But in any case, thank God for those little changes. And, and I want to see a change take place in our culture and, and, and institute. I'm wondering if you will help me institute a Christian cultural change that maybe it'll affect the rest of the world, but, but uh, I wonder if you'll join me, if you'll join me in instituting this shift in how we speak when we come across one another. I'll get to that in a moment. Throughout the entire message, you're going to get the, the point here. But one of the ways that God influences me when it comes to sharing the Word of God or a message with you is that I seem to get same or similar thoughts from a multitude of directions. And so as I said, as I'm going through our Bible study on Wednesday nights in 1 Peter, and I'm thinking about how he blesses people when he greets them, on Tuesday, I read an excerpt from one of my favorite authors, Mark Batterson, from his newest book titled, Blessed to Bless. Oh, boy, you are right on it, man. And just the Holy Spirit began to drill down on me as I prepared for the message today. So uh, that's why I titled my message, Flip the Blessing. And so if you're taking notes, Roman number one, biblical precedent. Write that down. Biblical precedent. If you're taking notes, I'm going to read from the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 27. I believe I am beginning with verse 28. It is Genesis 27 beginning with verse 28. From the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvests of grain and bountiful new wine. May many nations become your servants, and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed and all who bless you will be blessed. So again, my message is titled Flip the Blessing. This is what happens between Isaac and his son Jacob right now is what you were just hearing from the word in Genesis 27, verse, verses 28 and 29. So Isaac is blessing Jacob. Even with the trickery and the deceit, the backhanded manner in which this was handled, influenced mostly by Jacob's mom, she made this decision that, I, that Isaac would give the blessing to Jacob rather than her other son Esau. Isaac at this point is very old and he's become blind. And he tried his best. If you read the whole biblical account, he tried his best. He asked, is this my son Esau? And J Jacob lied to him in that moment. 
And he plotted with the help of his mom and he, to get his brother's blessing. And so you just heard it as I read from the passage of Scripture that Isaac blessed his son Jacob that had been intended for his son Esau. And look at what happens immediately following this event. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably and said, he's now speaking to Esau, then who just served me wild game? I have already eaten it. And I blessed him just before you came. And yes, hear these words, that blessing must stand. Yes, that blessing must stand. Genesis 27, verse 33. No matter how much Esau pled with his father, he couldn't reverse the blessing. There's power in your words is what you're going to hear today. There's power in what we say and our commitment to something that we do in this case. Now, naturally, this drove a wedge between brothers. And soon Esau was plotting to kill his brother Jacob. And so Jacob had to flee to another territory in another land. But the blessing, hear me when I say this, this is my third point under this first section, the blessing was real and the Bible tells of its value. The blessing is real and the Bible speaks to its value in Jacob's life. Look at Genesis 30 verse 27. Genesis 30 verse 27 reads this way, please listen to me. Laban replied, I have become wealthy for the Lord has blessed me because of you. He's talking about Jacob. When I told you that Jacob had to leave, he fled to another territory, to a family. This is family, but this is actually his uncle. His uncle Laban here. And, and now he's, he's gotten grown tired of Laban's uh, manner of dealing with him. He was, he was cheating him. He was just working things to his disadvantage. But no matter what uh, uh, Laban did with Jacob, Jacob was blessed. And because Jacob was blessed, Laban was blessed, and he saw it. And he said, don't leave me now because I am blessed simply because of who you are and what you do. Listen to verse 43 in the same chapter, Genesis 30, verse 43. As a result, Jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep and goats, female and male servants, and many camels and donkeys. That's what happened with, John, with Jacob. So I'm telling you again, the, the blessing was real, and you can see it in Jacob's life. It is recorded in Scripture. And you know what happens? Jacob continues the practice. He knew what his father did for him was real, and he continued the practice in his own life. Listen to this. He believed it enough to not allow the angel of God to leave unless he blessed him. You remember that? When Jacob is in his travels now, and Literally, when this happens is when Jacob, by God, is directed into the land that God had given his grandfather, Abraham. And when he's going into that territory, 
He, he lets his family go ahead of, of, a, of him and, and he wants to sit back for a moment and meets with God. And God meets with him. But he's in the form of a human. And whether this is an angelic being or it's God himself, maybe it's, a, 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 it's Jesus himself, although... Wow. And, and, and he wrestles... He wrestles with this being and he tells this being, I'm not going to let you go. Wow. Holy Ghost is just dealing with me right now. You need to get this, church. He believed it enough to not turn this being loose until he blessed him. Look at what it says in Genesis 32, verse 26. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. This event reminds me of the real value of blessing others. Jacob, hear me now. This is what Holy Spirit's saying to you. Somebody's listening to me. All of you listening to me right now better pay attention to this. This is direct from the Holy Spirit right now. Jacob does not get this blessing without commanding it and acting in faith, believing he will receive it. Let me make this make more sense to you in this moment. I'm feeling this in the Holy Ghost right now. He believes it so much so that he can wrestle with the heavenly being. Are you listening to me for a moment? Come on, pause for a moment. He believes it so much that he can wrestle with a heavenly being. He doesn't do this without supernatural power. You cannot wrestle with any being from heaven and have that being not be able to get away from you. I mean, for the, for the meantime, the being had to whack him on the leg. And he lives with a permanent limp but he still doesn't get away without getting the blessing. Are you listening to me now? That tells me Jacob had developed a level of faith in what God said he was going to take hold of. I wonder who's listening to me today that when God said something, you'll take hold of it enough, you'll fight for it enough till you get what you're fighting for. Let's talk about the power of the tongue now. That's main point number two. If you're taking notes, Roman numeral two. The power of the tongue. You Bible scholars know where I'm going to. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You got power in what you say. We've forgotten the power we possess in our words. Write that down. We have forgotten the power we possess in our words. Despite the old cliche of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's what I was taught when I was a kid. I'm sure they're not teaching kids that anymore because we've come to understand words do hurt. 
You can do damage with your tongue. What are you bringing into your conversations? Think about this today. I mean start weighing the things that come out of your mouth. Are the words you are speaking bringing death? Are they bringing death? When you damn someone, are you bringing words of death? Do you literally know where the root of that word is? Where it comes from? It's, it's a curse. It's a literal curse. Not just a curse word. It's a curse. Be damned to hell. You think about your tongue. What you're saying and how you're saying it. Only time that word should enter off of your tongue when you're talking about an edifice built to retain water. You can, you can curse and destroy with your tongue. And I say it this way, with all of the pain people are facing today, why not find a way to build them up? We're in the middle of a mess right now. People need us to build them up. That's what the church is called to be, the light. Do you see the rest of that verse? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, let me, let me paraphrase, and those who love life will eat its fruit. And they will share that fruit with people who need it. I wonder if you can do that right now. Think of the value of blessing someone with simple words. Toby Mack in his song, I said it a couple of weeks ago, says, Speak life! Speak life! Through the dead and dark of night. Speak life! Bring hope! Life has a way of beating people up, doesn't it? Come on, somebody. But you can build people up. You can choose life that the fruit of your tongue actually builds others up and strengthens them. I think this falls under the category of it's more blessed to give than to receive. That's what it means. You can give life. By what you say, everywhere Jesus went, no matter who he encountered, he found a way to do good. Think about it for a moment. The woman caught in adultery, the woman at the well. Think about those women for a moment. What it must have been like to have, to feel like I should be condemned, I deserve to be condemned by this man who really knows what I did and how I think and how I feel, but he chose to bring me hope. Acts 10, 38 puts it this way, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Do you hear the words? Jesus went around doing good. Healing all who were oppressed. People were oppressed. We live in a time where people are oppressed, downcast. I was in a store this week, went to Lowe's again. 
Hallelujah. And there was a couple of guys, they were, even in those wide aisles, there was a guy on one side and there was a guy on the other side. They were both looking in, into the products. And so I couldn't even get my cart through. And I'm just, I just stand there waiting for a moment or two. I know that in a moment one of them will recognize I'm here. And finally one of them does. And he says, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I said, it's no problem. I said, you can't see it, but I'm smiling under this mask. You can't read people's faces. You got to be able to, if you can see their eyes, you know, hear what they say. Listen, Jesus went about doing good and, and we can bring life. We can bring healing. We can bring freedom by the words that come out of our mouth right now. We can bring hope to people who are feeling hopeless right now. And I want to speak to you Pentecostals for a minute. You have an edge. You got the Holy Ghost in you. You'll do better at this because you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not saying to anyone else's shame because the Word of God directs us on this and you don't have to be filled with the Holy Ghost to know that you ought to be doing this. But because you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you ought to be doing more for the kingdom of God. You ought to. comes with the territory. Otherwise, you just got a good uh, tongue-talking prop that's not doing value to the kingdom. It may help you a little bit, but how about helping somebody else? Why? Because third main point in today's message, you're blessed to bless. You're blessed to bless. You're filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can be a blessing, not just speak in tongues, act weird. <clears throat> That's right, I said it. We Pentecostals. We act weird. And I'm okay with that. I told you I read that excerpt from Mark Batterson. Another thing he said in it was this, but of this I'm certain. The blessing of God is the solution to your biggest problem, the answer to your boldest prayer, and the fulfillment of your bravest dream. The blessing of God. We need the blessing of God. We, we can accomplish something through this. You've got to get the value of this today, church. God's children receive his covenant blessings. Did you know that? Write that down. God's children receive his covenant blessings. I'm going to take you to the word, take you to where it's found. It's Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3. Give you a second to turn there. Listen to what God said to Abraham. I will make you into a great nation. That's powerful. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. Next verse. Counting on you guys. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. How many of you are on earth? Raise your hands. 
How many of you are part of a family? Raise your hands. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. That is, a, is the covenant God gave Abraham who passed it on to Isaac who we just read passed it on to Jacob who passed it on to Joseph. You hear all of this happening? As a child of God, write this down. As a child of God, you are entitled to receive His covenant blessings. You need to write that down. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to go a step further. Stand up. Stand up in your seats. Give God praise because you're a child of the covenant. Hallelujah. Give God praise for Jesus Christ. Give God praise that your sins are forgiven. Give God praise because He has set you free. Give God praise because He provides for every area of your life. You're a covenant child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Bless your name. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You're worthy, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Y'all got it before I even got to it, but it's here in Galatians chapter 3, verses 28 and 29. I want you to get this. I want you to circle this. I want you to write it down. I want you to get this today. I will bless those who bless you. That's back in Genesis. I'm going to read from mine. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ. Somebody say, I belong to Christ. Jesus, that is. Now that you belong to him, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. This is Galatians. This is New Testament. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Are you listening out to, to me out there in cybersphere? God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. That's why my daughter talked up here about tithing and giving. It's present day. It's right now. It's not just in the times past. It's not just in the New Testament era. It's not just what something that was said and spoken to the Old Testament people. Not just to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and their children's children. No, no, no. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And because you are Christ's child, you are a child of the covenant of Abraham. You're his heirs. Essentially, you were brought into the covenant when you invited Jesus into your life. Hallelujah. So you, you know what that means? 
Come on, take it to its next step. It means that God will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Do you know that's why, that's the very reason why the scripture says, don't take judgment into your hands. Oh, don't take revenge on people. That's why this, this is why the scripture says this. God will take care of it. Leave it in his hands and don't get your head tangled up in all of the negative thoughts that, that you always will get tangled up in when you want to exact something negative on somebody else. Don't do it. Don't go there. Leave it to the Lord. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Leave it in God's hands. He'll do a better job than you can. I mean, you, you can't pe keep people up at night. Well, I mean, you could, but you could be arrested for that. But the Holy Ghost can. He can deal with them on a spirit level. But here's what I want you to walk away with. Write this down. God keeps his covenants. It's not contingent upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus took care of it. He's the ultimate sacrifice. He was the perfect lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God had a plan to bless you before you were ever born. God keeps his covenants. And I need to say this going out of this section before I jump into the conclusion. God never intends for his blessings to simply be consumed. Are you hearing me today? God never intends for his blessings to simply be consumed. What do I mean by that? We are blessed to bless. And you make it a double blessing by doing what, I, what the title is, by flipping the blessing, meaning... You flip the blessing. How you're blessed, you flip it on somebody else. Just pour it on somebody else. God blesses you so you can bless somebody else. You get the blessing by giving a blessing. It's a flipping of the blessing. You get a bless because you're able to bless somebody else. Come on. You know what it's like when you've done something and it blesses somebody. They're happy. You're happy. It's a flipping of the blessing. Somebody say hallelujah. That's right. You are blessed to bless. Say that out with me today. You are blessed to blessed. Yeah, Pastor Mackay got it right. I am blessed to bless. I am blessed to bless. All right, let me bring it to a conclusion. Write this down. Break the consumer cycle. When you write... Conclusion, put beside it, break the consumer cycle. Here's what you need to write down. As God pours into you, pour into others. Now you know the value of that truth. Any pond of water doesn't get half an outlet as well as an inlet they stagnate they become filthy 
And only a certain type of fish could even live in some of those places. You need to have outflow. Otherwise, you know what happens, even in your body. If you're consuming a lot and not expending the energy provided by the food, you get fat and lazy. You've got to find a way to get rid of it. That happens in our spiritual lives. Don't y'all get lost. Some of you are sitting there right now. Well, that's why I'm so fat. I can't do nothing because of this COVID virus. And that just seem to be eating everything that comes by me. Join us in this week of prayer and fasting. It'll help you get control again. Some of you have lost control over these last few weeks, months now, isn't it? And it's time to get back in that condition where you're yielded to God and you're not giving way to everything that comes your way. Flip the blessing to make it a double blessing. God pours into you, you pour into others. Use your words and your goods to bless others and watch what God does. Obviously, not, I'm not just talking about things you say with your mouth. I, Jesus went about doing good. So this includes actions. You have actions that must comply with your words. And it may seem counterintuitive, even countercultural, but this is the miracle that happens at the hand of God. You see, this is what happens when you obey God's words, when, word, when you, when you do what God says to do, when you, when you bless someone because you are blessed already, the blessing keeps flowing. And you not only bless that person, but the blessing gets flipped because that person now goes along and says, I'm going to flip the blessing on somebody else. You put a smile on somebody's face and they put a smile on somebody else's face you do good to one person and they do good to another person that's the plan and intent of God so I'll, I'll quote Albert's mantra right, mantra right now better days will come folks better days will come this isn't forever and always. God's going to bring you through this. I don't care how bleak and dark and difficult it may appear to you right now. God will bring you through. I'm going to go ahead and ask the worship team to start heading this way. This is what happens when you cash in on the covenant of God, it multiplies. You give and it is given. Give and it shall be given. It's the nature of God and his way, his plan, his manner. God is a multiplier. Somebody say it out loud. That's what he does when he gets a hold of stuff. He multiplies it. It'll be to your seed and your seed, seed, and the seed after that, and after that, and after that. He brings increase. Anywhere God comes into a situation, God brings in increase. And so in a world where we are quick to shorten every greeting, 
every interaction with people. That's why I asked you guys up here because you can, you can participate vocally right now. In this world, we shorten every greeting or interaction with people. I want you to buck the trend. What do I mean? You know how you'll greet some people by doing this. I mean, we've, we've taken out words altogether. When we talk to people, or greet people. Let's change the process. I'm serious, church. I am dead serious about this. Some of you are going to think I'm just being weird. I'm bucking the trend. If anything has happened to you during this COVID-19 shutdown, it ought to be that you've slowed down enough to look people in the eye Take a moment and even casually, I want you to learn how to bless people. When you're with a brother or sister in Christ, make it matter when you greet them. Seriously. Seriously. Listen, listen, I, we will get back to the place where we're shaking hands and hugging necks, but I've got a great in-between. That I want to continue now and forevermore. Freak them out by saying, may the blessing and peace of God be upon you today. Seriously, say it. May the blessing and peace of God be upon you today. Come on, say it. In your mic. And if you want to get real spiritual, in fact, all of you that are here right now, stand. Even if you're in a home right now, stand. I want you to post the scripture up there. That last scripture that I gave you guys for today, you should have it. It's from Numbers 6, verses 23 through 27. I want you to see this. I want you to see it in the scriptures with your own eyes and hear it in your ears. But all of you that are with me right now, read this with me together. Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And look at the 27th verse. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. There's power in this tongue. There's power in the tongue or the words of a man or a woman of God. There's power in your actions. You have the power to bless or to curse. Choose to bless. Choose to build. 
let God take care of the rest. And now even if you're standing in your living room or here in the sanctuary with us today, sing this with us. Come on, Minister Robert. Be upon you 
today. I want to take a few more moments. We're going to continue to worship the Lord with this. Right where you're at, if you didn't do it earlier, invite Jesus into your heart. Say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. If you've not known him or if you walked away from him, take this moment and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. From this moment on, I want to serve you. I want to follow you. I'm yours, Lord. And I urge you, church, I urge you. And by the way, if you just prayed that prayer, if you prayed it earlier today, again, please connect with us. We need to help you to stay on the path, to walk this out. So find a way to connect with us. They're going to put the stuff on the screen so you can connect with us. You can do it through Facebook or any other means that, that's possible. But church, hear me when I say this. Become a blesser, not a consumer. Stop all the consumption. Start letting what God has done in your life out. Start blessing people. Start lifting people. Maybe that crotchety old neighbor that causes you pain and grief. Maybe you could do something right now during this virus that would make them think and know that God is good and that God loves you and lives in you. And you can bless them even when they don't deserve it. Certainly with people that you know and love. Learn how to use that tongue to bless them, to lift them, to strengthen them. And I'm serious when I say it. I want to change the culture. May the blessing and the peace of God be upon you day and night. Do that when you speak to your brothers and sisters in Christ. So even today, as those of you lead, leave today, and you're not going to get too close to people, but from a distance, say, may the blessing and peace of God be upon you today. Go ahead, right where you're at. We're going to sing the Lord bless you one more time. Why don't you uh, look somebody in the eye and go ahead and sing this song to them. It might be weird, but look them in the eye and say these words. The Lord bless you. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and bring you peace. And the Lord bless you. Lord bless you. 
Ele. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.